Welcome to Colney Talk Podcast. Hello, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Welcome back to another episode of Coney Talk Podcast, a bite-sized show. I'm your host, Alex. First-time guest, happy to have you here. And to my returning listeners, thanks for joining me. On this bite-sized show, I talk a bit about the Arsenal game and then pick out my top three Arsenal players who I think were great in the game and one player I consider the odd one who just had a poor game or not good enough who just needs to be called out. As soon as Arsenal stepped onto the field at Torfmore Stadium, it was abundantly clear they meant business. Nothing is given with any Premier League match, so this game wasn't any different. I wouldn't say it was a routine win, because while Arsenal looked the superior team, which they were, nothing is settled until the score sheet is confirmed. Another thunderstorm of goals in this game for Arsenal's win. Starting with the lineup unchanged from last week, but it was a nice welcome seeing Smith Rowe and Jorginho on the squad. But now, where is Tomiyasu? I thought I'd see him as well because I didn't get any reports or think or see anything that indicated that he'll be out for a while. Maybe he has a knock here and there, but hopefully he comes back because we need all this quality players as we get to this very last few weeks and, and, and when the schedule gets really tight and heavy. I expected to see another physical team in Burnley as we know that to be part of their identity. And so they showed the intent of getting stuck in with Arsenal when they were on the ball and closing down with their own type of pressing game. And, you know, to be honest, that that was expected. And Arsenal opened the game with a simple pass and shooting sequence, an incredible strong shot from the captain from the top of the box. The cutback from Martinelli's pass gave Odegaard a chance to get on the ball and fire off a shot quickly before any defender could close him down. Those quick shots and fewer touches or no touches at all. Dot, dot, dot. Another early goal to give us an edge to deal with Burnley's push. Big Gabby had some work on his hands in terms of defending against a physical top man for Burnley, and that's Fofana. And he was really up for that challenge. Now that kept him honest as well because it wasn't just going to be one of those bully games that he had. It, it, in some instances, he definitely you know, thrives in that situation, but there's some level of physicality with Burnley. Saka, on the other hand, in his prowess, showed a brilliant movement from the byline where he dribbled past the defender and whipped across the Trossard. An open pass waiting for Martinelli, who surely would have seen us go 2-0, but that, that just didn't happen. And while it was disappointing, it was a sure sign of what was to come in this game. Trossard was our number nine up top, so we would expect more attacking from him, more shots, and getting the other players involved. Burnley, on the, on the other hand, kept a tight 4-3-3 shape in defending, and that didn't really open things up for us as we would, but... Again, it's part of the game formations and tactics. You just have to make things unlock itself or move things around as Arsenal did. They kept Arsenal honest, making us go long in some situations and then switching positional plays to build up going forward. And the right half space was the dominant side where we were building a lot, which we normally would do because of Saka. It was a bit crowded, causing Saka and Odegaard to slide in a bit for Ben White to push up and then create some of that open spaces that was needed and the channels were still tight on that right side so Arsenal had to reset 
play up again, waiting for right moments to make things happen. And it kind of started happening, but not just as easily as I'm describing it. But, you know, that was something clear to notice. There were signs as Arsenal stuck to the game. At the quarter mark of the first half, Burnley had their first bright moment with a shot for, for Raya to block. 1-0 down, Burnley were playing with a strong composure, pushing the ball back in Arsenal's end and not giving up much. So that was a good credit to them in how they stuck with their game plan and, and remained aggressive in their pressing and pushing us. And Trussard was getting roughed up at the top spot when he had a couple of crosses come his way in driving forward. So that gave us a clear sign of what we were in for. But a set-piece play caught Burnley exposed for a would-be tapping squared ball from Saka for Havertz, but that just didn't happen. We missed, it. We missed those chances. 50-50 balls were evenly gained at this time, and another big chance for Tussard just where he couldn't find his feet with the ball squared up for him by Saka just to score again. This was now clear chances, at least two of them, where this would have put us early, close out the game with that lead, and just, you know, settled in different ways. But, you know, it, it just didn't happen yet. And then on Arsenal's movement, they looked to have rattled Burnley because it wasn't easy dealing with Saka while you had Havertz running behind your lines, cutting through and just doing it so efficiently. I mean, can't say enough of a huge effect that had in unlocking Arsenal's pathway for a final scoring shot or situations that got Trossard and Martinelli running from the left and just swarming in the box. We had put them in very tight situations, but we just didn't have that finisher in sight. So things just started growing. And on the case of physicality, Saliba and Big Gabby weren't having it all easy in bully ball today, but Kivior, he earned his stripes in coming in to clean and play up support you know, partnership with that back line. And that was great to see. But then, you know, something to to give Saliba and Big Gabby, I mean, a moment to think about where some of these players, as physical as they would be or as they would welcome, sometimes it's just going to be a challenge. And, uh, you know, obviously their, their partnership plays a good role in, in keeping them all clean. Havertz, kept feasting on those backline runs. I mean, he just did it for fun in different situations, got those passes fed from Odegaard and Troussard, and he was receiving it in brilliant successions of runs, and they were just opening things up as much as we wouldn't have expected. And that was key. It really was key because surely a good sign in the next few plays that were happening, and sure enough, Havers occupied a top spot where he received the ball and passed to Trossard that led to a penalty when he was just, you know, had a soft tackle. But then again, you know, a penalty that VAR had also ruled for. And then Saka put it away, so it was 2-0. Comfortable lead. Burnley on phase in their defensive shape and pressing levels. They played aggressively still, making Arsenal a bit uncomfortable. But with the 2-0 lead we had, Arsenal had the quality and tactics to handle the challenge and play through the thirds as quickly as they motion in forward drives with Saka and Trossard on the ball. And, and then in some situations, they didn't need to force anything. They just had to calm, 
the pressure, reset everything, and then drive the ball the way that they needed to dictate it. In the last minutes of the first half, Burnley's Fofana had a window to shoot, but not if Declan Rice had anything to say about it. For him to strip the ball off Fofana's feet for Raya to clean up, and that ended the first half. Two minutes in the second half, Odegaard finds Saka in the box to power in his second goal of the game, 3-0. Pass, pass, bang. Safe to say the fight for Burnley was deflated at this point. And these were just, you know, moments where we came in, executed, and had an effect immediately. And that was it. And mind you, we had missed at least two open chances earlier in the first half. And with the same sequence, it probably would have been 6-0 up or something, even though we had just quite that, that amount at the end of this game. But that said a lot. Arsenal were playing mostly in the middle of the field, firing off crosses to Martinelli, but often recycled back to our center back. So it wasn't just all... We, we, the game was put to bed, but it wasn't done just yet because we had a few more things to play in the game. Burnley were, coming, were counting on gaining possession in the middle, which they did, but Arsenal had to scramble to defend their lanes in those few moments. It was such a terrible moment for Burnley's Ramsey, I mean, a very bad injury. Speedy recovery for the player because it could have been anyone. And that, you know, wet floor and the rain situation wasn't as fun to have any player, you know, you know, get injured like that. So Arsenal's own moment of pressing and chance to capitalize from a turnover ended in a poor execution. I mean, come on. I mean, Martinelli was clean from the interception. Like he was, he timed it perfectly. But I just can't understand how he lost his step to pass it again, squared up for Trussard to score, but just missed those moments. Yes, he had a chance to still pass it up for Trussard, but he wasn't really set up well to let off a shot as he needed. And rightfully so, it just rolled off the you know the side post and that was it. Montnelli's constant hesitation continues to ruin his quality, his sharpness, his confidence, the clear sign of what he's about. That's something that he needs to clamp down. Maybe one of his benches, you know, getting, staying on the bench can get him in that. But you know what? I'm just not going to ruin a good thing. But it's clear a problem that he needs to do when it comes to finishing, executing, and really res- re- responding in moments like this. Dressard had another moment to shoot, but it was wide off the corner post. This time, though, it was a better play for Martinelli. So credit where is due. But it's just something that, for for Martinelli particularly, it's synonymous with having those chances which he has and can produce brilliant plays and goals just go off like that. Such a terrible frustration to have for Martinelli. From Burnley's goal kick, Odegaard stretched the field with an angle pass for Kivior to drive in the box for a cutback. This was Havertz's moment to score, but the rebound found Trussard, who didn't miss this time. 4-0. Finally, after all the frustrating missed chances, the square balls, the, the, the moments where he missed his feet, that frustration was let out with this good reward where he didn't miss this time around because this many chances, man, the lucky stars were really aligned for him. So with 4-0 up, put the, put the game to bed, it was subs time. And Katia, Reese, and Cedric for Saka, Trussard, and Ben White. These boys needed the rest early and now. 
Arsenal were still playing forward to score, but with reduced tempo. And that's how we should manage it. Burnley had lost that energy they had playing close to Arsenal in the middle of the field to regain possession and counter. But after that fourth goal, they just hadn't, they had not laid a glove on Arsenal, which made it easier on game management. And with the subs coming in, it gave them a chance to really grow in and just play as a good rhythm as the first team players that were subbed off. The game engine was clamped down when Havertz all by himself got his reward recognizing Burnley were flat-footed and he drove the ball in and passed the keeper for a cold finish. 5-0. Good heads up throwing for Kivio, albeit a few seconds delay, but well executed to get the ball to Havertz to finish and just drive everything off. So that was such a good moment. Our game undertaker, Jorginho, came in for Declan Rice to see the game off. And also good to see Smith roll back to get in some game time as well. The rest of the game was played with steady motion and caution to keep a clean sheet, which needed an added concentration, knowing how much out of gas the, def the defenders were. But, you know, collectively, they were able to manage that effectively. And some of those corners, they had, they had the tactics and plans to clear off any danger. Going forward, though, Smithrow and Reese were a bright spark, looking to add more goals to the score sheet. But that was it. It was encouraging to see, and that was the end of the game. The early minutes of the goal put Arsenal on their way to make history and put another masterclass of performance. And with that, I just head straight to my top three players of the game. First up, I'm sure you guessed it, Captain Odegaard. This man was untouchable and stainless on the ball. His passes were killers in the game. A number of them unlocked the attacking lanes, and his shot on goal was without extra touch. More of that, please. Let's not forget when Arsenal needed to press up front, no one engaged until Odegaard ran up to the keeper and pressed him to redirect the ball. He was excellent in this game. I mean, unbelievable. Second player, Saka. Starboy was on form. His second goal with his right foot was Jesus-like. He was in tune with the shape and set up Burnley had to cut off his driving lane on the right but. But that didn't last long. He moved the ball for more goals and the chances were there were just brilliant. And that was such a great performance from him. Third and final player, Havertz. His game awareness and movement was top-notch. I would argue he made Trossard and Saka play freely in different situations to attack more. It was Havertz's missed tap-in that fell perfectly for Trossard to score. That's one. And so a lot of the goal sequence came from him. And that's the second one. Not to mention his individual drive to score, the heads-up play, the awareness. That's what he is made of. Big-time baller. His plays, his influence in unlocking situations and these kinds of blocking tactics that we've seen in the past, it's usually Harvard that feeds on the back line. When these kinds of tight block formations that we felt in the past, he excels brilliantly. And that's just a big baller type of situation. And it rubs up very well for the players. And as I like it, no odd one today. Nothing to see here. No one to call out. Great team performance and superb team display. Shout out to Kivio though on his performance. His defensive play is showing up well in confidence. 
and boy do I love it. 5-0 clean sheet, brilliant game by Arsenal and good turnout on results this match week. Expectations will continue to grow even as we kick off our Champions League run. With the caliber of players and experience they bring, I'm pretty sure that we they have what it takes to keep going forward. Another big one in front of us next. I'll leave it here for now. Talk to you all soon. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.